Welcome to Revealed in Ephesians, the mystery of who I am in Christ. This is Brian and I, and I'm your host today, and we are working through the book of Ephesians. We are on week four, day two, and we're going to talk a little bit more about what God can do for a culture in crisis, and we're going to blend that in with our study today on reconciliation. So we're going to jump in, and your assignment last on the last podcast, so if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to that. Um, that one is uh, really pivotal, understanding how we have two cultures, um, and I'm not talking about physical cultures, first of all, I'm talking about spiritual cultures uh, at war. Um, we have the devil who is at war with God, because we all know the devil... Um, raised himself up when he was Lucifer and he was an angel in heaven. He raised himself up and he um, tried to convince a third of the heavenly hosts to rebel against God and overthrow God in heaven. And he was thrown down. He was thrown down and overthrown by God and the angels that were left, the two-thirds of the angels. And now this cataclysm is going on and the enemy is out to destroy people because God loves people. And I think the enemy is furious, first of all, because he cannot be redeemed. Satan cannot be saved. There is no way for Satan to be saved. He was in heaven. He saw God. He knows everything. That, I mean, he's a spiritual being. He was there. He had every chance and he rebelled and he he came against God and he became the antithesis of everything that he was in heaven. So on earth, he he will try to lead people away from God. Um, he You'll see a great hatred for just the name of Jesus. I mean, you'll see like anybody can talk about any religion and everybody's tolerant of pretty much almost any religion, but you're not allowed to say the name of Jesus. People get really offended by it. Do you want to know why? Because the devil is offended by it. And he wants everyone to hate Jesus because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life and the way, the only way to the Father. And Jesus is God's son and the devil devil hates people. So he is, he is the, the prince of the power of the air and he does have authority on this worth on this world, sorry, on this world over governments and um, and over people. So um, let's just talk about this. When we look in Acts 19, we see that Paul, when he got to Ephesus, he entered the synagogue. Now, a synagogue is a Jewish uh, place of worship, and he went to the Jews. Why did Paul do that? Well, first of all, Paul was a Jew. He was a leading Jew in Jerusalem whenever he... Um, well, he was a leading Jew in Jerusalem um, before he became a Christian. In fact, he was one of the people that really tried to destroy Christianity and sought out Christians to persecute because he was a Pharisee. He was a political leader and a religious leader at the same time. And he knew, he knew that God's promise of Jesus Christ and his salvation, that Jesus was filling, fulfilling, or had fulfilled all the messianic prophecies, and he had to go to the Jews, his brothers and sisters in Ephesus. Now, Ephesus is not in Israel. It's not in the nation of Israel. It is in a Gentile nation. A Gentile is anybody who's not a Jew, is not a blood Jude. Being Jewish is not just like a religious affiliation. It is actually um, a, bl a blood thing. It's like, this is my family, you know, fam mi familia. So 
he was he was out speaking to Jews who had been um, displaced. They were they were descendants of people that had been displaced during the time when the Assyrians came in and the Babylonians came in and destroyed Israel and destroyed Judah and they did horrible things to them. Most of the people they killed, or they killed about a third of the people, and then um, a third of them, they left there in the land, and those people intermarried with Assyrians who moved into that area. And then the other third of the people, they took and actually dis, like relocated them throughout the world, and they would take like the husband of one family and take him away from his family and make him marry somebody else. And they take the children away. And the Assyrians were really brutal. And they tried to completely um, make nations lose their identity. So they, when they would come in and conquer, they wanted to just shatter the nation that they were conquering and make them Assyrian. And so they took um, a lot of the Jews and some of them were displaced up into where Ephesus is at this time. And so they had been there for hundreds of years. Their family had been there. And here is the kicker. They were still identifying as Jewish people. They were still worshiping the Lord in their synagogues. The Assyrians could not destroy their faith in God. And so Paul's taking them the news. Guess what? The Messiah was born. The Messiah came. The Messiah fulfilled all this prophecy, and he's sharing with them. And here's the man, again, that had opposed Jesus so strongly until Jesus revealed himself to Paul, and Paul abandoned all of his power, all of his fame, all of his wealth, um, and, and followed Christ to take the gospel out. And he takes it to Ephesus, and the first place he goes is to the Jews. And the Jews, um, he's, he's boldly speaking there about the kingdom of God. And some believed, but then others in verse 9 became obstinate and they publicly maligned the way. Now, that, that the way, that's what they used to call Christians. They didn't call them Christians for a long time. They called themselves the way. And so then what you have here is this cataclysm. And this isn't like... This isn't like a social cataclysm, Gentiles versus Jews. You actually have Jews versus Jews, some who are claiming Jesus is the Messiah, and then those others whose hearts are hardened against that are saying like, um, no, he's not, and they're not content just with not believing. They actually are maligning um, this, maligning them. So Paul leaves them, and he goes into... Um, he takes the disciples, the, the disciples are the people who are following Christ, and he takes them with him into the lecture hall of Tyrannus. And he spends two years in Ephesus with the Greeks. Now, the Greeks are not people who are Jewish. They're people who are Gentiles, and they, they don't have any Jewish blood. So these are people who are not part of the covenant. And here, Paul is leading them to Jesus Christ as their Messiah. Even though they're not Jewish, they are putting their faith in Christ. And when those Gentiles start to put their faith in Christ, we see reconciliation happening like never before. Because you have two cultures. You have people who are, are Greek and people who are Hebrew or Israel, Israelites coming together and considering themselves family. They aren't just considering themselves family, but they are family. They're part of God's family. So you see this reconciliation happening. But then you also see the crisis that continues. So we should not be 
um, surprised whenever you start doing the Lord's work and sharing the gospel or the gospel starts um, penetrating a society or going out into a society be not surprised if there's a kickback, if people get livid, if they start maligning you or they start maligning people that are in public, the public eye who are Christians and saying horrible things about them on social media. That's just normal. That's That happened in Ephesus. We shouldn't be shocked or surprised by that. We should not be discouraged by that. We should keep loving. We should keep praying. We should keep sharing just like Paul did because it says here that in the two years, all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord because of one man, because of one man's boldness and tenacity and one man's commitment to taking the gospel of Jesus Christ into a culture no matter what the repercussions were. So let's just remember that and know that God comes to bring reconciliation and healing, healing, and starts. he starts to unify people that aren't even from the same social structures into his family. So this is a beautiful picture. I just want to leave you with that today. God bless you, and we're going to pick up on reconciliation part two tomorrow. 